do you get the you're very young objection yes often yeah a lot even from other agents how do you handle that well i won top 20 under 40 i'm like who cares i'm this this age who cares that i'm 25 my experience says everything for me top 20 under 40 <laughs> just walk around what else what else, what else do i have to say <laughs> yeah. top 20 under 40. <laughs> Are we all good right around? This started? All right, we're in, we're done, we're going. Top 20 under 40. So, just so you know so far, the top 20 under 40 has been a character crew. I do this every year. Mm -hmm. And everyone's usually interesting, right? And they talk about how they get the deals and I, I learn something from everybody every year and I build relationships and it's very cool. Mm -hmm. You guys, out of your mind, in the best possible way. The class oh, of... <laughs> Is this the class, are we calling this the class of 2023? Because you got, it was off of last year. Is it 2020? Yeah, right, it's 20 technically 2023 since that's when we were awarded it. So the class of 2023 is bananas in the best possible way. Okay. If you see them come out, the cast of characters, it's, it's, it's on another level. So I'm very excited to keep this going. So with that, let's do it. Introduce yourself so everybody knows who you are. Uh, hi, I am Dana Palmer with the Lennar team at Signature Premier Properties. So I was, as we were talking about before, as I came in in like a, a huff of fighting with a loan officer, mm. shout out to Cardinal Financial, Sal Rizzolo, sponsors this podcast. Thank you, sir. We love you. Do you use Cardinal Financial? Who do you use? Um, I bounce between a whole bunch. Um, Contour and, and Silver Bay Lending are usually our, our go-tos. Just curious. Okay. Just curious. Nothing so against Cardinal. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing taken. Nothing. I just haven't worked with them yet. <laughs> you ever have a situation where the LO is like, you got a deal and you're going to sell it. You're, you're on the seller side. I was either listing agent and the, and the LO is like, please give me the deal. I know these people. I love them. We've been working together for a year. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to go so smooth. We're going to close in 30 days. Mm -hmm. Life is grandiose. Yeah. And you fall for it. Yep. And what usually happens? Falls through or delays. Like delay, 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 delay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm going through right now. <laughs> so when you'd said, so I've developed over the last couple of years a, uh, a blacklist. Do you have a blacklist? I want to start one, but no one has pissed me off enough yet to make it. You're not on that level. Yeah. <laughs> it got so bad with me last week that I actually bought a domain name, reblacklist.com, and I was going to create a website where everybody in real estate can just put their blacklisted people so everybody knows, don't use this attorney or this LO or something like that. Can you do that? I, I can, it. I just, I got all excited about it. I got riled up because that's what happens with me. Mm -hmm. I kind of swing wildly. <laughs> um, I think that's what Scorpios do, right? Scorpios do that? No idea. I'm a Virgo, I'm about face face, mellow as they. they what, did, uh, what did uh, Dylan say about Virgos? He said they're the craziest of the bunch, right? Aries. Oh, Aries. Aries are psychos. Yeah. yeah, Aries are the craziest of the fire signs. Yeah. What do they say about you? We're just calm. Cool, collective. You seem pretty calm. Planners. <laughs> okay. Organized? Yeah. Makes extremely. sense. <laughs> um, so I was going to do this website and then I said to myself, I don't want to spread negativity. I just feel like it's a bad karma thing. Mm. But I do have a behind the scenes black list. Okay. In your, like your notes? Yeah. On yeah. my computer, I have an attorney, realtor. Sorry, you're not on there though, so don't worry. It's okay. I'm on someone else's. I know that. Are you? <laughs> As a joke. Hello. Hello, uh, blacklist. Okay. All right. So, ready. yeah. So, have one. Do it. It's important. 
Good job. All right. So how long have you been in real estate for? Uh, less than two years. Less than two I'll years. Hit my two year mark last week of August. So you won top 20 in the 41st year out of the gate? First full calendar year. Pretty yes. sure that's never happened before. Well, did it. How did you do that? Um, I didn't stop. I worked seven days a week. I don't think I've taken a day off since I started. Mm -hmm. Literally hit the ground running and I haven't looked back. So give me like the 30 second high level. This is where I came from. This is what I was gonna do. Then I decided to be a realtor and why? Um, so I grew up in Hicksville. I always knew I wanted to be a real estate agent from day one. Really? Drilled into HGTV as a child, naturally. Hmm. Um, Interesting. My dad was an architect. Uh, he owned his own business and was a VP for another architect company. And my mom was a realtor in her 20s before she had us as kids. Okay. So it was kind of embedded in me. Uh, went to college for interior design to just wrap everything up in a pretty little bow. And then I got my real estate license. <laughs> so when you were going to college for interior design, you knew that you were going to be a realtor? Yep. Where'd you go, FIT? What? FIT? No, I actually went to Nassau Community. Surprisingly, they have one of the top interior design programs. I'm, I'm not surprised. Place. I'm a graduate from Nassau myself. Yeah. Took sewing classes, thought I was going to be a fashion designer, ended up owning a body shop, and then now I'm in real estate. So. They actually have a really good fashion department, too. So. Yeah. Funny. Hmm. I know. So you are, yeah, the only person who's told me from a very young age that you wanted to be a real estate agent, that you knew it was your calling, mm -hmm. and that you went right for it, and first year out of the gate, you're top 20 under 40. Yep. So... <laughs> You have to, the, the one rule on the podcast is that you, you have to dig into like the, the trade secrets. Okay. That's the, that's the one rule. So everybody who's going to be watching this or listening to this or is watching this right now is like, who gets top 20 under 40 their first year? Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Because listen, there's 30,000 realtors, right? Mm -hmm. Most of them are sucking wind right now. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> They're not doing much. Half of them haven't done any deals in a good market. And then let's say 5% of the agents do all the deals. Yeah. And here you are right <laughs> from hicksville just burst on the scene yeah. 12 months into it top 20 under 40. Mm -hmm. what are you doing um so I, I do have to give a good amount of credit to my team and my team lead jd um they provided me all the resources that i really needed to succeed trainings uh they've taken us to conferences like tom ferry um we're partners with zillow so mm -hmm. a lot of our lead flow is from Zillow. On the Flex program or on the on like pay, or pay to play? Okay. Wow. So I think there's only like 300 there's four people? teams on the entire island on Flex. That are on Flex. Yes. You, Dan O'Neill, and who else? I want to say shares on it. And okay, I don't know I believe who the that. fourth team is. So four people on uh, Flex. No, but three from Signature Premier, which is wild. So those of you who are watching this that don't know what the Zillow Flex is, it's that normally you pay Zillow, right? So you pay Zillow, they send you leads. Yeah. If you're on a team, which means you're one of the top producing, like you pick up all the time, you convert, they're testing this theory where they will just send you leads, but on the back end, if you close the deal, they get a percentage. Yeah, yeah, they get a pretty penny. Can't say what, but yeah. <laughs> they get paid on the back end once we close, which is nice because not every lead will convert. Mm -hmm. You'll have someone that comes through and it's like someone's mom that was just browsing or a toddler that has your phone for some reason. <laughs> what do you think about Zillow? I want your honest opinion. I actually really like Zillow. Everyone's yeah. like, F you, Charles. I fucking hate Zillow. They're the devil. They're What's there whatever. to hate? I don't know what it is, but you know what I'm saying, though. Realtors have like a, a blind hatred for Zillow. And I understand yeah. it's like you're feeding the machine. Mm -hmm. I see it because I'll see agents make videos. Oh, don't click 
the request tour. Don't use Zillow at all. I'm like, why? Why? Like, it's going to get the client to your house, is it not? Like, to your listing. Anybody ever tell you you're like an old soul? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I feel like you're really like a 45-year-old in a 25-year-old's body. <laughs> yes. Which is cool because I really wish that I knew what I knew now, but I was just significantly younger and could eat more ice cream without having to work so hard to get it off. So <laughs> it's like the, it's like all the benefits. <laughs> you don't know. You're not there yet. No? 30 is like, oh, when you're 25, like, yeah, you, I mean, you guys get, yeah, no, you get, you're not there yet. 30, like, 20 is a very hard decade. Mm-hmm. It only gets better from here. Does it? It's very difficult to be in your 20s. When you're in your 20s, not you because you had a calling from birth. So you're <laughs> kind of like, all right, I figured it out already. Yeah. But I'm sure you have a lot of friends who are like, all right, I'm 25. They're kind of like caught in that phase of, am I getting a real job? What mm-hmm. do I want to do? I'm getting older. Oh, shit. Like, should I be married? Should I be having kids soon? Like, I've been dating this guy or girl since high school, but like, should I really be dating them? Or am I just comfortable? Right? You get all that stuff? I know someone in that exact situation that dating since high school, don't know if I should marry them. That's a whole thing. Love all my friends to death, but a lot of them don't have real jobs right now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and, and that's okay, but you're like, you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. By the way, do we think that they should get married? No. If you're waiting that long, no. You should know by now. Yeah, but... Eight but... years? That's assuming they started dating senior year. Yeah, but they're 25. What's the rush? Eight years. But what's the rush? I don't know. Unless, unless this is the one part I will support. Okay. If you're waiting for your significant other to graduate, whatever they're doing, like master's, doctorate, something like that, let them okay. get their degree with their last name on it. Got it. And then you pop the question. Okay. So, all right. So your friend is dating a guy and you feel that the guy. Vice versa. I know the guy. He's dating this girl of. I guess eight or nine years, and he hasn't popped the question yet. And I'm like, dude, what are you waiting for? It's like, it's forever. It's scary. It's, yeah, but you already put in eight years, maybe nine. Yeah, but eight years is not an eternity. Like when you're 25, you have, like you, people of your age, right? You gotta figure you guys are gonna live 100 years or more. Are we? <laughs> I mean, AI and all that shit. True, true. You know, they like, they, put in hips and stuff in like an hour. Yeah. They're going to be growing hearts and lungs in a lab in 30 years and just switching out them out like car parts. That's pretty cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you got to figure that's a long time. Because you only really, I mean, ideally you want to get married once. Yeah, no, that'd be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> One time. No need for a divorce. <laughs> How did we get here? I don't know. All right, bring us back. Old soul. Oh, yeah, Somehow. old soul. I don't know. <laughs> I want to let you know that I open up a lot of things during the course of the conversation, but we always close all the loops on the way out. I know. I've watched <laughs> videos. So, you ha- oh yeah, 20s, inner turmoil. It only gets better. When you hit 30, you finally feel like you don't give a shit. You're settled in and you're, you have a little bit of money, mm-hmm. although you're doing pretty well, so it sounds like you're already there, right? Yeah. But at 30, most people are like, okay, I don't give a shit. Like the anxiety of being in your 20s, you're like, okay, I got a little money. I know what I'm going to do. I know what my career is going to be for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm calm. So just know that it only gets better. And then you turn 40 and like ideally you're really settled, doing very well financially and you really don't give a shit. Okay. Good to know. Noted. I can't wait yeah. to not care as much as I do now. <laughs> yes. Now when you hit 30, I promise you, DM me when you're 30, be like, you know what? I turned 30 and you're right. You're right. I yeah. really don't give a shit. And then okay. it just gets progressively worse. And then... 
you turn 70 like my father and you just really don't give a shit and you start saying unbelievably offensive shit oh, to people no all filters. the time. All the time. Once you hit 70, I've experienced it. There's zero filter on anything that they say. Right. Scott's shaking his head like he knows. He's seen it. He's witnessed it. <laughs> Greg as well. So give me the dirt. Like the dirt on how you did it. We're back to that. Okay. Let me think. We're closing the loop. <laughs> Um, all right. First year in the business, you had a call and you had it all planned out. You've literally been planning it for 15 years, 20 years, and obviously it's worked, but you joined the, you joined the Lennard team. Mm -hmm. All right. Zillow, you love it. It works. How many deals did you close in your first year? First year was 12. How That's you... closed. I had others fall through. <laughs> and then you had pending for the following year. Yes. Right. Yeah. Do you remember how many pending deals you had at the end of the year or no? I don't. Right, 12 gonna... was just the number that, that had works. to go on the top 20 under 40 application. So that's, <laughs> that's one deal a month closed. Mm -hmm. So you figure at the beginning, right, it takes, it takes 90 days if you're not dealing with that loan officer that I was just talking. It takes <laughs> 60 days if you're not dealing with that loan officer that I was just talking to, right? Yeah. So that means you would have had, did you have a deal right at the gate or when did you get your first deal? So I actually had an accepted offer within my first two weeks of joining the team. How does that happen? Um... I want to say luck, but I was also a sponge to everything that JD was saying to me. Mm -hmm. Everything, I would just call him and be like, okay, what do I do now? Absorbed it and then went and applied it. Um, it unfortunately fell through. The client literally said I moved too fast for him. <laughs> I was like, it was the market, but okay. Uh, so it fell through. Um, and then I put together my first deal in December 2021. I did three that month. So my first deal turned into three, and then... Your first deal turned into three. So wait, you, what was your first month in real estate? Uh, last week of August, 2021. Okay, so let's call it so September. September to basically Thanksgiving was a learning period for me. And then in December, when everybody's you know celebrating Everybody and not doing shit, off. you put three houses under contract. Yep. And then it just kept going from there. Went. The ball just went. <laughs> Where and it's, and it's still going. Yeah. <laughs> Where did the deals come from? Um, those three. First one was actually a team referral. Okay. Uh, my first deal was actually with an agent that's also on my team, Danielle Lennard. Okay. Also Lennard. Um, she was overwhelmed with a bunch of leads from this open house. She gave me one and I was able to convert it and sell them the house. Mm -hmm. And then the other two after that were from Zillow. Okay. I honestly think... 11 of my 12 first deals were from Zillow. Really? Yep. So let's back, let's touch back on Zillow again. I love Zillow. Mm -hmm. I think Zillow is a great thing. Zillow takes a lot, yes, but in my opinion, some money is always better than no money. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So here's my, here's my thing with realtors. My thing is, if you're a realtor that is so busy taking in business that's just organically or through your marketing that's less expensive than Zillow, mm -hmm. then you don't have to do Zillow. Yeah. But if you aren't so busy to the point where you can take on more deals, then why not just pay Zillow? Why not? Bus business from them is better than no business, especially when you're first starting off. I'm at the age that my friends are not buying homes. They're not selling homes. I can't get referrals from friends and family at the moment. They're not old enough. Do you get the you're very young objection? Yes. Often? Yeah, a lot. Even from other agents. How do you handle that? Well, I won top 20 under 40. I'm like, who cares I'm this, this age? Who cares that I'm 25? My experience says everything for me. Top 20 under 40. <laughs> Just walk around. What, with else, the what, else, what else do I have to say? <laughs> yeah. Top 20 under 40. 
But what do you like when you walk into like you're walking into a homeowner's house, right? You're yeah. walking into somebody. It's all the money they have. Mm -hmm. They're going to retire. They're going to move to North Carolina or Florida because everyone's leaving New York, right? Yeah. And are you dealing with mostly buyers now or sellers? So our, my first year was mainly buyers. Okay. On our team, it's one of the rules that we somewhat have. Um, we want you to work with buyers prior to working with sellers. It helps you actually learn the process a lot better and mm -hmm. be more understanding once you have to interact with the seller. I like this team. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's talk about teams, right? Okay. So what do you think about teams in general? Do you think everybody should join a team when they come into real estate? Should they be on it forever? Is there to a certain point? Mm -hmm. How did you go about picking your team? So I definitely think that if you're brand new to the industry or you're in the industry and you're not succeeding, I think you should give a team a chance, okay. an opportunity. They clearly work. We see it all the time. Um, so I definitely think that agents should at least try a team once. Okay. I don't think that you need to be on a team for your entire life or the span of your career. If you like it and it benefits you, because um, there's other benefits to the team outside of just leads, mm -hmm. you have a transaction coordinator nine times out of 10. They manage basically everything for you in the transaction outside of submitting offers and getting it accepted. They do everything mm -hmm. on the back end. That's interesting. I it's feel like most teams don't have a transaction coordinator. So really? what, is your, what does your transaction coordinator do for you? She, so once we get an accepted offer, we shoot her a text, hey, accepted offer on 123 Banana Street, 750K. Here's the attorney info. She will, ours is a girl, she will formulate an email to both the buyer's attorney and the seller's attorney and both agents with all of the information. And that way, everybody just has a chain right off the bat. We could get contracts started. We could talk about negotiations. We could make sure everything is moving smoothly. And she will then, once everything's signed, she'll send them all those other nonsense disclosures that buyers and sellers need to sign once you're under contract. She does everything else. Is the transaction coordinator on, so the transaction coordinator gets the deal sheet from you. Yep. Right, and then goes and hooks everyone. Two attorneys, two agents, buyer and seller all together, mm -hmm. everybody, yep. one email. Yep. And everybody stays on that chain for the entire time? Mm -hmm. No, people go rogue. Okay. <laughs> people so, go rogue all the time. Okay. <laughs> but it's kind of just nice for everybody to exchange that contact information right off the bat. It makes everything so much smoother, a little bit more friendly. Okay. Sometimes go wrong, but I don't know. She manages everything, and that way you get that deal under contract. You don't have to worry, okay, now I have to watch it for the next two to three months or 60 days. You okay. know, I could go focus on where my next deal is coming from. So you don't, when you have a deal going under contract, mm -hmm. how involved are you from that point on versus how involved is the transaction coordinator? Depends on the client. Okay. I'm mainly just involved talking to my buyer if, if need be. Okay. Um, like this is obviously post, this is home inspection, but as far as, I mean, what goes on after the home inspection and the contract? Nothing really, you just sit around basically. Well, yeah, you have to make sure the appraisal gets scheduled in a timely manner. Okay, do you um, coordinate the appraisal or that comes through the transaction coordinator? I usually will coordinate it because I just wanna make sure it gets done. Okay. I'm a little bit more hands-on than I actually need to be. Got it. But that's because I'd rather have something close in 30 to 45 days rather than 60 to 90. Yes. So I just push if I can. Got it. No, that makes sense. So basically, transaction coordinator sets up the initial, mm -hmm. and then it's pretty much off on its own thing. Yep, exactly. 
And then the next time you hear is when it's getting close to closing. Yeah, if we get clear to close or appraisal came back or if there's an issue, she just red flags it for us. Loan officer also on that? Yes. Yeah. All right. You stealing some ideas right now? A lot of the podcast. <laughs> a lot of the podcast is very selfish, where I steal ideas from yeah. people. So you know, I hope it's you don't. Okay. I hope you don't mind. Can't tell you all the team's secrets. Just, <laughs> just all. some, just some. So keep going with this. So keep going with the whole team thing. I'm loving this. Um, what else do we have? We have a social media manager, okay, which is great because obviously all of us need to grow our social medias if you want. But I think it's essential. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Who's who's doing the shooting? Um, it's usually a social media manager. Her name's Hillary. Okay, so she's she's the manager in the sense that she films, mm -hmm. she edits, mm -hmm. and she comes helps come up with concepts. Yeah. Shit, usually we bounce it off of each other. Like we don't. It's not her full responsibility to come up with media ideas. Okay. She fully manages. I think JD's Instagram account, so Got it. She, she'll come up with content for him. But usually, her and I, or whoever else wants to grow their social media, will sit down with her and you know, go back and forth with ideas. How much time, how much shooting do you actually do like on a weekly basis, like professional shooting, not like stories or you make your own video, actually going in there with her to like really do it up? 30 minutes. A week? A week. That's it, 30 minutes. I film two videos a week. Got it. That's it. If there's other stuff that we wanna do, it's extra. Okay. But I film two series that I have on my page, Mic'd Up Mondays, which is just like, five questions with me and then another one called feature friday which i sit down and i interview one of the agents on my team got it it's like four to five questions 30 minutes that's it pretty cut and dry <laughs> has it has it had a positive impact on your business 100 percent. what has it done increase my followers <laughs> okay i don't get business yet from social media but i do get recognition from other agents which in the long run probably affects my business in a positive way yeah, I mean, listen, the more people that know you, that like you, mm -hmm. the more business you get to do. Exactly. It's like, so, okay, I've seen you on social media. I like your videos. Automatic, exactly. like, I want to work with him. I want to do a deal with you. It makes sense. Yeah, automatic. Yeah. Listen, if there's seven offers coming in and they're all in the same area, it's like, who are you going to pick? You're going to pick the person that you like. Mm -hmm. you, the person you feel is going to be an easy experience. Yeah. Sorry, so I'm going to ask you the tough question. <laughs> at what point, sorry, JD, it's at what point do you feel Anybody, not you. We're not talking about you. We're just mm -hmm. talking about people that are joining a team. At what point do you think it's time for them to go off on their own and why? JD, I'm not leaving, okay? <laughs> just want to put that out there. Um, I think once that individual feels that their business can function or they're getting, you know what, scratch that. Once that person has all of their leads coming from their referral base, Okay. They don't need inbound leads from the team. They have enough business to, you know, fund their lives through referrals, through friends and family, through past clients, through door knocking, and they also feel confident enough that they can handle the entire transaction process. I know that you mentioned that not every team has a transaction coordinator, mm -hmm. which so obviously other people on other teams know the whole process. They don't need a transaction coordinator. For yeah. us, we rely heavily on ours. Her name is Diana. Yeah. Love her. But we rely on that. So leaving the team, and we've seen it, we've seen agents who are successful leave the team because they thought that they'd be successful, and then they crumbled. Well, yeah, I mean, knowing the process, having a transaction coordinator is just because it's not the highest and best use of your time. Mm -hmm. right? It's not the highest and best use of your time to be doing that. You should be going out, drumming up more business. Yes, exactly. Right? So that's like, that's the smart thing. But 
yeah, then a, then a lot of agents get involved in that when they should be hiring somebody, and then it just gets worse. Mm -hmm. So that's like that's a smart move. It makes sense. So what do you so you do you think the number one reason for someone to be on a team is leads? Mm, not the number one reason. Top three top three reasons in order. One being most important. Two and three. Okay. Um, education purposes, I would put as number one. The mm. amount that you can learn from a team is insane. Okay. Our team's been around for, I think, 38 years. Jesus. So we're learning, because Richard Lernard, who's our team like founder, he's been in the industry for like, 38 to 40 years. If he comes down that staircase, you're learning a boatload. <laughs> you're learning something from him. And then JD's been in the industry for, I think, like 16 years, I mm. want to say. So again, you're just getting constant education. And then on our team, we also have mentors. Okay. I'm a mentor also. So based, so you come in as a mentee. Yep. And then you get to a certain point where you become a mentor. No. So, and we didn't always have mentorship. When I came in, it was kind of just like throwing me in the ocean with no life vest and it was like, figure it out. Okay. It worked. I swam. Um, but now when you join the you team. live to tell the tale, yes. Right? Now when you join the team, you go into the mentorship program as a mentee. You get okay. assigned a mentor. Okay. There's four of us. Um, you get How many a mentor. mentees do you get per mentor? You, you uh, work with like two or all over the place. You work with two or three people, one person? I have four right now. Got it. Um, wow. One of our other mentors, William, has four as well. Okay. We, right now, the two of us, I think, have the most. And then the other two mentors, Amanda and Danielle, I think have one or two. It kind of just varies on who comes in and the personalities. But you get assigned a mentor, um, you go through five to 10 transactions with them, mm -hmm. depending on how fast you learn. If you hit five and you can swim on your own, we're gonna let you out of the mentorship program. And then you go be your own agent on the team. Huh. Um, we have yet to offer being a mentor to somebody who just got out of the mentorship program. They have to still learn to survive on their own before yeah. giving them a mentor role. Wow, so you did it fast. Mm-hmm. I was the one of the first ones to be asked to be a mentor, actually. <laughs> they wow. asked me before I finished my first full year. So, but I didn't accept it until at the one year mark. <laughs> All right, so one is education. Two. Leads. Leads. Yeah. Okay, good. Leads. Yeah. Three. Um, the support. Okay. It's like a family environment. Real estate's cutthroat, as we mm -hmm. all know. Everybody's kind of looking out for themselves, but on the team, it's a little bit of a different environment. Yes, we are actively competing against each other on a daily basis. We cross pads on the same houses all the time. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there's like your success is my success. I'll be happy for, let's say, you're a teammate. I'll be happy for you if you get a house that I didn't get. You think the so. team seeks out certain type of people with a certain type of like mentality? 100%. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Can't put a bad egg into the mix. It ruins everything. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to know, just because you see very, seem very calm, and this is a very stressful, high-strung business, <laughs> I myself, outside of here, are pretty high-strung. Am I pretty high-strung? No? Yeah. I'm pretty, I, I think upstairs, I'm pretty high strong. Okay. I'm running around, I'm screaming, I'm cursing it, at cursing it. It's just, it's madness, right? Mm. Do you ever get like that? And if so, what gets you to that level? I do. It depends on my energy level for the day, honestly. Mm. There's days that I'm in the office and I'm just like running around. Not running, I wear heels all the time, but walking at a very high pace. <laughs> I did a charity event where I had to wear heels. Did you? 
How'd it go? It was going pretty good, and then I twisted my ankle, thought I was going to break it, ended up on the floor <laughs> on video on social media. But we raised a lot of money, so it was great. <laughs> Next year, I'm going to do it again, but instead of going to um, expressions and getting the 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 eight inch really skinny ones because like I, the stripper heels yes well, well why would you do that <laughs> well I procrastinate everything fair it was the night before mm. it was like eight o'clock at night and where are you gonna get I mean I don't have a huge foot but like I'm a men's let's say nine nine yeah. and a half where are you gonna get a woman's eleven heel at like eight nine o'clock at night on a Tuesday Nowhere. exactly so I'm like oh they're gonna have it <laughs> next year when I go back I'm gonna plan and I'm gonna get a big platform. One just giant platform thing. Well, those are like clown shoes, though. Those don't really count. Yeah, but I can dress it up, and then it'll. I'll be able to do like better moves during my whole walkout dance thing. You just need a thicker heel. You can't wear the little tiny thin ones that sink into the grass. You so the thick ones. So when I was when I was twenty three, I worked in Roosevelt Field Mall at Kenneth Cole, which was a great job. Mm -hmm. If I can go back to that, I would. And I tried on all the women's shoes just to see like how you know, how easy it was to, to walk in heels. And it's not. No. doesn't matter if you have a thicker heel. It's not. It's freaking it hard. It's practice. <laughs> it's torturous. Practice. You don't like it, though. It has to hurt. I mean, it looks great. It hurts at, like, the eight-hour mark. But the thing is, I'm pretty short, and I'm young. So when I have to take my shoes off at a showing, I'm like, please, God, don't make me do it. And then my clients are like, Look down at me like, oh, look oh, at what, you, little just, girl. Just because it, <laughs> yeah, it just drops. Just drops down. I look even younger. How tall are you? I'm five foot two. Yeah. Yeah, little tiny one. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a four foot eleven little Sicilian mother, and when she gets out of heels, it's like zoop. Yes. It's like ah, oh, there you are. Okay. So, at some point when somebody leaves, what do you think? For agents, is the most important thing in a broker. Once you've gotten to the level of like. Okay, I don't need a team anymore. For brokerage, um, I would say a solid manager would make or break a brokerage. If you have a good manager, you could probably function on your own. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, I know other agents who've come on here have talked about Karen Hendricks. She's yes. the Setauket manager. Yes. She pops into our office a lot. And then I also have Claire LaFace at the Smithtown office. They pushed me so hard to go for top 20 under 40. So mm. I have to give them some form of credit. And I know that they help their agents in the office immensely. I see people go into Clary's office all the time. They sit down, they're begging for help. They need help. She helps them. Karen, I know, has single-handedly gotten or helped three agents in the past two years win top 20 under 40 or three years. Yeah. Amazing. You need a good office manager to be successful, I think, in just a solo agent in a brokerage. So for other agents out there that are been in the business for less than five years, mm -hmm. right? Want to be top 20 under 40, but aren't there yet. Maybe they're doing two, two deals or three deals or four deals or six year deals. What is kind of like the roadmap that you would lay out for them to get there? I would probably sit down with them first and see what they're doing right now. What's mm -hmm. your current schedule? Because clearly you're not using your time as well as you could be. Facts. <laughs> you're, I, real estate's really easy for you to just sit on your butt and not make any money and not do anything because no one's holding you accountable. Mm. Do you want the award? Do you want more money? Or do you want to buy a house? Or do you want to just say you have a job, say that you're a realtor, and go sit on the beach? Come on. I don't know. <laughs> Damn. 
Yeah. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. I mean, I would love to go sit on the beach, but I'd rather make more money. Okay. So, I don't know. I would sit down with them, see what they're doing wrong, what their true motivations are, and probably try to convince them to join my team and work below me. <laughs> probably. What, um, I mean, you have a lot of life to live, right? Yeah. What are your dreams? What are your passions? What do you want to do outside of real estate or within real estate? Is real estate just kind of like a pit stop to something else? Or is this, is this your life? I plan on having real estate be my career for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Will I have side little things? Probably. Um, dreams and ambitions. Obviously, I want to own a house. I don't mm -hmm. own a house yet. I'm 25. Um, want to own a house. Want to have a summer house. I want a boat. I'm a boater. I want a jet ski. You sure you just don't want a friend with a boat? No. I know. I know the whole saying, okay? <laughs> Boats are fun until you own it. Well, did you grow up? Well, no, you grew up in Hicks. Did you grow up with a boat? Yes, we grew up with a boat. Yeah. Uh, even though we grew up in the middle of nowhere on the island, uh, my grandma actually lives out in Manitoc on the water. Okay. So we spent our summers out there as kids. We were boaters. We were jet skiers. Um, and then I have ton of friends on the south shore also with boats so i know the best of both worlds it's great to have a friend with a boat but it's also great to have your own boat got it um you could go off on your own you don't have to say like oh hey can i use your boat today i'll you just throw go, you some gas like, you just grab no, your own boat just grab your own boat <laughs> all right so house where do you want to live undecided undecided <laughs> Any, do you have a goal to have a house by, do you have a goal to have any of this stuff by a certain age? Um, I want a condo by next year. Don't buy a condo. Don't buy a condo. Don't do it. I don't think I can handle the stress of owning a house right don't, now. Don't do it. Why? This might be the most important moment of this entire podcast. All right, let's hear it. I need the advice. So I'm 43. When I was 27, I owned my own business. I owned a Mako Body Shop franchise from the time I was 23. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my parents were like, get the hell out of our house. But you want to buy something because you just don't want to throw away money on rent, right? Rent's stupid. Rent is not stupid. Just, it's not stupid. I rent right now. Silly. I rent. Okay, sorry. Silly. Okay. Silly. Well, we're going to see. We're going to have this debate live on the podcast for everybody to see. <laughs> I forgot that we're live. We are live. So the reason why you don't buy a condo is this. You're going to buy a condo. You're 25, right? Yep. You'll buy a condo within the next two years, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. When you buy a house, a lot of closing costs and things, right? Even though you're the realtor. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. We don't get discounts, unfortunately. <laughs> First five, six, seven years, you're paying mostly interest, not principal, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're 25, 26, 27. You buy this condo at like 27, you love it, you're independent, you're doing your own thing. Maybe it's a two bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. But now you're getting married, you're gonna have the kid. You're then like, you gotta move. You gotta move. Mm -hmm. But you haven't had the condo that long. Mm -hmm. And depending on where the market is, you take a bath on the condo because you're already in the hole. Yeah. Because of your closing costs and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Plus, you haven't played any principal down because you're paying mostly interest in the first couple of years that you have it. Mm -hmm. You can't rent it because the mortgage is too high and most likely you're not going to be making money. Maybe you're breaking even, maybe you're losing a little, which doesn't make sense. And if it's vacant, you're really losing. And if you have to fix something, you're absolutely taking a <laughs> bath on this thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. And then if the market goes down, you're really screwed. Mm -hmm. And the market's not going to probably go that, that up on a condo. So basically you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so 
the only reason why I'm saying this to you is because I did this. I went to Long Beach and I bought a car. Damn, I bought, I bought that was a in my plan. Don't do it. I went so to no Long Beach or no co-op no, no. or condo. All right, we'll talk about Long Beach in a second. Let's let's close the co-op conversation. Condo. Don't buy a co-op ever, but don't buy a condo. Don't buy an apartment unless you're going to keep it forever. Okay. Right. So. You're gonna lose money, basically, is what it is. You're gonna lose money because you're long not gonna be there short. long enough. Long yeah. story short, you're gonna lose money. I did it in Long Beach. I bought a co-op for like 200 grand. It was like nothing, mm -hmm. at the height, right before the market crashed in like 07, 08, something mm -hmm. like that. I owned that thing for like 10 years. I paid all that whatever. I rented it for a short period of time. Lost like two, three hundred bucks a month. I sold it literally 10 years later for what I paid for it. Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. Well, you have to understand because you were running around in diapers probably when the market crashed. I was in like fifth grade, but okay. <laughs> yes. You had no idea what was going on. The world is no. coming to an end and you're like, life is good, bopping like, around. What do you mean when the economy's crashing? I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> right. So real estate was down like 30, 40%, 30%, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And those kind of like condos and things, those things get smoked yeah. even worse. So it took that long to come back. So the point is, where you live in the car you drive is not like an asset. If you own a house that you live in that doesn't make you money, it's not an asset. Mm -hmm. It's just an expense. You have to live somewhere. So it's not bad to rent. I own over 100 rental properties. Mm. I rent where I live. Okay. That makes no, sense. No. 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 You don't think it makes sense. No. <laughs> We're talking it out. A, it gives me the flexibility to move anytime I want. Okay. Right? I'm not chained down to it. I have the liquidity to invest in whatever I want because it's not stuck in my house. Mm -hmm. And it's not the mortgage and the taxes, it's everything else. Okay. My parents just had their bulk, they live on the water, my parents, you like the water. Their bulkhead just went bad, it was $65,000. It's an expensive fix. Well, yeah. Then the deck was fucked up as a result. Yep. And then the pool had to be replaced, right? So $200,000 later, into this house, right? And it's still the same value because they just replaced what was already there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So they might have bought it 40 years ago for 125,000 and it might be worth a million or 1.2 or whatever it is now, but yeah. all that shit that they put into it, mm -hmm. home ownership might be bullshit. I don't want anybody to know you're because this is. You're talking to a realtor. You know that, right? You're talking to a real estate investor who flips yeah. houses for a living. I don't want anybody else to know, but it's just you and I talking right now. Fair. The point is. Don't buy the condo. Now let's talk about Long Beach. Do you want to live in Long Beach? Long Beach is awesome mm. if you never have to leave. True. I lived in Long Beach for many years. It was awesome. I had a blast. You run on the boardwalk. There's a ton of bars. It's super cool. You're on the beach. It's just great. It's the farthest place in the world. Oh, my God, yeah. It's like an it, hour from my office. It takes 30 minutes just to get to the Loop Parkway to get out of there. And then when that stupid bridge is up, forget about it. Just go home. That's it. Just go home. <laughs> All right, so you're not buying a condo anymore, right? Noted. Okay. Sorry. And you're not living in Long Beach. Okay. You're just taking things right off my list. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. But this is good. It's good. It's good. Smart people learn from their own mistakes. Smarter people learn from the mistakes other of other people. Mistakes. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So with that said, we've been doing this for an hour. Have we? We have. Oh, it goes that quick. It's been an hour. <laughs> just like the last eight years from when you graduated high school till today. Oh, God. Terrible. <laughs> went fast. The last 45 minutes went just as fast. So. To close it out, people that are out there again, right? Final words of wisdom, deep, dig deep down, realtors that want to be you. There's a lot of realtors that want to be you. Yeah, okay, I hope. <laughs> what, do you, what advice are you giving to them? Um, hit the ground running and don't stop. 
Seven days a week. Don't look back until you've achieved 10 goals at least, I would say. <laughs> Ladies, if you've been dating a man for eight years or nine years or more, cut, cut him. Cut him. Cut him. <laughs> What's the cutoff? Eight years. Is it? All right, yes. eight years. Eight years or more, cut off. Anybody looking to buy or sell a house, they want to get in touch with you, they want to follow you on Instagram and, and follow your journey, mm-hmm. how do they find you? Uh, Instagram is DanaPalmer.RealEstate and my phone number is 516-477-5687. I'm the handsome home buyer. Obviously, if it has a smells like cat pee, dated from the 1960s, <laughs> I want to buy it. 516-777-SOLD. And as always, thank you to Cardinal Financial, specifically Sal Rizzolo. I think we closed three or four this week. Let's keep it rolling. That's a wrap. (laughs) We're done.